Well, I want to welcome you to the third episode of the PTFL podcast, and I'm your commission, Trent. Uh, we are one-upping ourselves, uh, actually two-upping, three-upping, four-upping ourselves, uh, because we have not only one special guest, uh, but we're joined by all of our league managers uh, this evening. So I'll introduce them, and they'll say hi here in a second, but uh, we've got Andy Barnes over in Chicago, uh, and this is their uh, fantasy team, not where their actual place of residence is. Uh, we got Logan Grzynski, uh, he's with Green Bay. Uh, we got Brett Cook with the Carolina Panthers and Travis Lewis with the New York Giants. What's up, guys? How's it going? It's going good. Yeah, y'all doing well? Doing great. Brett's playing uh, Madden, so if his analysis seems off, it's not because he doesn't know how to analyze things. It's because he's focused on digital men tackling one another. So... Uh, I really just want to ask you guys how your uh, how your off season was. Huh? What did y'all do to keep yourself busy during all this craziness going on? Well, I actually uh, started school in January. Awesome, man! What are you going for? I'm doing a creative writing degree with Full Sail University. Awesome, I man! Video game design, media media writing. Full Sail. I've heard really good things about that that school, man. Yeah, so I'm doing that online full time right now. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I just started. Uh, well, I didn't. I say just started. I'm about six weeks into another semester of my uh, a seminary. So seminary classes are nice and fun. Brett knows all about that, and he he's graduated. Uh, yes. What about you, Logan? Uh, I've been doing a lot of DIY on the house, and yeah, um, sweet. Yeah, wife and I are expecting in February as well. So man, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. You're having a girl? Yeah. yeah. Awesome, man. We, uh, we're we waiting another five or six weeks until we can find out the gender of our little one, but we're so excited. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, and so, Brett, what about you? I just moved from the great state of Texas to the state of Louisiana, which is pretty awesome in itself for a senior pastor position, so... That's been quite a journey. Yeah, man. You, uh, I, you, I won't tell your people that you said the great state of Texas to the state of Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I love it, but it's not Texas. But I, love I mean, it. hey, anyone, you're either born here or you get here as fast as you can. That's what we say. Yep. Yeah. Logan knows, and then he got... Suck back up north. Yeah, you know, I just couldn't stay away from Green Bay that long. <laughs> yeah, you probably were dying in the desert down here. That's the truth. Well, I want to jump right in with some fantasy discussion here, and that's why we're all here, I guess. Uh, man, I got I to gotta ask you all, who won the offseason, in your opinion? We'll start with you, Andy. You know, there was a couple moves that really stuck out to me. Um, I was a big fan of Cody's trade with Brett, getting rid of the Kamara contract and getting Terry McLaurin. Um, that was pretty big for his team, especially when you add that, you know, with Michael Thomas and Kareem Hunt and Patrick Mahomes. That was pretty big for the Titans. But I think the real winner for me was the Rams. Mm. Drafting uh, Edwards Hilaire and Taylor as the first two picks and then spending all that saved money to sign Evans in the offseason. That's a, that's a huge, huge win for him. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree there. I won't spend too much time talking about it because that was almost exactly my thought. You know, I think the draft in and of itself was the the big uh, the big part of that. Uh, getting two, you know, Haas uh, running backs for that backfield, uh, and then because he built cheaply through the draft, he had that financial flexibility and free agency, and uh, it'll, I think it'll pay off for them. I mean, I have him as, you know, possibly winning the Phoenix or even the, the general manager of the year, you know, depending on how he ends up. Yeah, that could be huge. Logan, what do you think? So I'm actually going to go a different direction on this one. I not only do I think that this team is the top team in the league this year, um, but I think they had a stellar offseason. I'm going to go with Dallas. Um, and reason being, they, they made offseason moves um, in the trip. Department, um, namely Aaron Waller, who that budding tight end star um, in Vegas, and they moved on from some depth. They got rid of some depth, but they also acquired Julio Jones, um, and that's two, you know, top five, maybe uh, top five, possibly um, starters on their roster. Um, then, not to mention, they added. Um, C.D. Lamb with the fourth pick in the draft, and they didn't let him fall like the real C.D. Lamb did. Um, and a lot of people are saying, you know, oh, well, C.D. Lamb, is he going to have that big an impact? Um, there's a lot of mouths to feed there in Dallas. Um, but let me tell you, when Randy Moss came into the league, who was also uh, picked up in the 20s of round one, uh, he was the wide receiver three in Minnesota and put up 1,300 yards and 17 touchdowns. So I'm not saying – but I'm kind of saying a little bit. Um, I think CeeDee Lamb is going to ball out this year, and uh, I think that that's three stellar pieces added to an already good roster there in Dallas. So, Yeah, man. I I know I just said that I uh, agreed with Andy, uh, but I agree with everything you just said there too. I, I don't know about one offseason, but like I, I agree with everything you just said. What's crazy is um, – I said this in episode two or possibly episode one, but uh, C.D. Lamb, he's joining 2,000-yard receivers last year. But I really do think there's room for him in the backfield to, to jump right in. Brett, what do you think about that? Uh, I think that the Ravens had a really good offseason this year, and, and it's continuing um, into this week. The, they just signed Cam Newton. In a trade. trade of, yeah, yeah, a trade for And uh, in the offseason, they signed for Devontae Adams. They added Curtis Samuel. And in the draft, they got Justin Herbert, who's on their bench right now currently because they have Cam Newton. But I, I felt like they did really good through the draft and just added talent in the offseason. They were not very good last year. But they're looking like they're turning things around there. Also got David Johnson, who looked like he was bad and was falling in his career in yeah. Arizona and had a pretty good game last night. So, Yeah, man. Uh, he looked good for the Texans last night. And I, I'm, playing against, um, I'm playing against Matt this week, the Ravens. And so I really wasn't a fan of uh, him doing well last night. But Logan can attest to this. Our division is just so strong and – uh, when I looked at this division, I mean, Cody made some good moves and built some momentum in the right direction. 
And I was looking at Baltimore as kind of that odd team out that's just going to get buried in this division. And, and they may still be in an uphill battle here to, to be a wildcard team because of the strength of schedule. But I'm telling you, the, the biggest weakness for me was the quarterback, and they, they addressed that need. Exactly. All right. Well, let's get to some predictions. Let's look at uh, the divisions, and we will just go uh, division by division. Let's start with uh, the North Division. Uh, I'll, I'll start with um, I'll start with my predictions. Um, I really think this is the Packers division, and I hate to say it because I'm the team chasing him. I think if, if I have a couple breaks, um, my schedule is almost – it's slightly easier than his. Um, but if I get a break or two and I can win one head-to-head matchup, I might be able to get him. But I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I think I'm just playing for a wild-card spot this year, and uh, I think it's the Packers division. What do you guys think? Uh, we'll start with you, Andy. Yeah, I, I... – Agree with you, and uh, it's really tough for me to say this as a Bears fan in real life. But yeah, the, the Packers are the team to beat only North Northern Division, but in the Northeast Conference, in my opinion. Mm. Um, like since the, since the expansion in 2017, they've averaged 95 points a game, while also having 90 points against them, average. So they've beaten yeah. really good teams along the way, and they've never let off the gas. It's it's ridiculous and. I think Houston gives them a run for their money, but I have Green Bay winning the North and possibly even the number one seed. Mm. Yeah, Logan, uh, as we've put you on this pedestal, what are your thoughts in the North? Oh, gosh. Well, thanks. I'm really going to try and be humble here in my prediction. But uh, <laughs> I also, <laughs> I, also uh, I, think, I think it's mine to lose this year. Um, but it's, it's football, right? And anything well, can happen. Well, now you sound conceited. And I, I tell you what, I feel like every single year, if I if things went by projections, the season would go a lot better for me than it actually does. So, um, you know, I think Houston's right there. Um, as far as just some other competitors in the conference, I think injuries have really hurt the depth in New, in New York. Um, but like, like you were saying earlier, Trent, you can't sleep on the Titans. Um, yeah no slouch and if someone were to tell me that somehow the titans pulled out the win for the division i I really wouldn't be all that shocked either it's just such a tight race and there's it's just very very competitive Um, yeah the the titans are projected to have the same record as me um but i am projected to have the better division record so we'll see if that holds Brett, what do you think about the North? I I can't disagree with what's already been said. Uh, I think that the Packers, not only do they have the best starting lineup, but their depth. I mean, yeah. you look at their roster, and they have guys like Tyreek Hill, Aaron Rodgers, starter, and Aaron Jones. Um, but then you go to their their backups and you have Marlon Mack and um, Will Disley who was pretty decent last year before his injury uh, to back up if anything were to ever happen to Kelsey I would not want that to happen just saying that but there's depth and Robbie Anderson 
for Carolina, it's it's just sickening. For sure, the depth is there. So we're all in agreement there. I do want to circle back if I can real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I don't want to ignore the Giants because, I mean, they've had a couple really good seasons. Yeah. You know, they went undefeated in 2018, and then they went 11-2 last year. But the thing about this year is not only do they play the Houston Texans and the Green Bay Packers twice each as division rivals, but they're also scheduled to play against the Patriots, the Cowboys, and the Bengals. I think yeah. that that knocks them down their division rankings. Like that's such a hard stretch to do. Yeah, and we're gonna. We're, I'll say something's almost the direct opposite opposite of this in the Western Division. But with the Giants, for me, the whole reason they're not in the discussion is just because of the strength of schedule. Now, they could get hot, and who knows? I mean, they really could. If they're beating the right teams, the teams that they're playing are the teams that they're chasing. And so um, I really do think that it's (laughs) – I don't want to say it's anyone's division because I do believe uh, that Green Bay is going to win it. What are your thoughts on this, Travis? So uh, taking the North Division – um, as much as it pains me to pick against my Giants, uh, I'm going to have to go with the Green Bay Packers. They just uh, they did too much in the offseason to to make his team stronger and to not win it. So my pick is the Packers. Um, I will give up my my uh, two-year reign uh, to Green Bay this year. Uh, well, we all five agree that the Packers um, – are going to win that division. Let's move on to the East. What do you guys think about the East? So this is hard because being in the East, I have such a hard division ahead of me. You got the Patriots, the Panthers, and the Eagles all in this division. And they have just been killing it the last few years. I, I think this division, though, this year is Carolina's to lose. And here's why. Mm. It comes down to basically they're going to be beating up against themselves. And whoever doesn't win this division probably won't make it out of round out of the wildcard weekend. Because wildcard weekend is week 13. And on week 13, the Buccaneers and the Panthers have real life fives. Ouch. So that could be McCaffrey for the Panthers. That could be Godwin for the Eagles or DJ Moore for the Patriots, that they have to play off, play wild card without that player on their roster. Yeah, man, that makes it huge. It's a, it's, a, it's a good wrinkle to have an expanded playoff like that. And I, I just think that Carolina's got the better schedule going forward, and New England's going to kind of fall back to earth a little bit. I think that this division will be won by the Patriots, and it's honestly a strength of schedule thing for me. I think when you look at the projected points, the Panthers are going to score the most points in this division. I think that's not a given, but it's. I think they're going to they're going to score the most points. The Panthers are going to put up the most points in the division, but the Patriots have the easiest schedule in the division, uh, from at least from the uh, projected points against uh, at this point, uh, and. They are, because of bye weeks, they're projected to go 7-1 and one in the division. Now, I don't think they're going to go 7-1 and one in the division. I think it's too close at the top with the Patriots, Eagles, and Panthers. Um, 
And with the the Falcons, you know, adding some talent, and, and the Bears, you got the mojo. It's this this division is not, um, it's not going to be a cakewalk. And so seven and one might be a stretch, um, but I still think the Patriots win the division. Right, and like the the Patriots and the Panthers are basically like clones of each other when it comes to the top of their rosters. Patriots have Breeze, Delvin Cook, and Derek Henry holding the fort down. And then you have Panthers are, are rocking Elvin Kamara, um, Christian McCaffrey, and Russell Wilson. Yeah. So what separates the two of them, it comes down to their receivers, basically. Yeah. And I also think Drew, I think Drew Brees shows his age a little bit this year. It will be, yeah, it will be interesting to see how Brees ages here. Um, and, and honestly, my – I think it will it will come down to receivers between the Eagle, oh, sorry, the Panthers and the Patriots. But honestly, let's not sleep on the Eagles either. I don't think that they're going to win the division, but they're going to they could they could be in it. That's that's at least my thought. They're I think they're going to surprise some people, and I think they're going to be in the division race coming down the stretch. What do you think yep. about the uh, the East, Logan? Yeah, I totally agree. Don't sleep on the Eagles at all. Um, but if I've got to pick a team to uh, take the division, I have to go with the Patriots on this one. Um, I just – I really like uh, some of these players. You know, the Derrick Henry. I think Marvin Jones, what an underrated asset to have on your team. He's just uber consistent. I think DJ Moore in any league where you're getting any kind of points for PPR um, is – a very valuable wide receiver as well. David Montgomery, when he gets healthy, um, definitely a running back that I don't want to face. Um, I just think that uh, it's, it's going to be competitive between um, the Patriots and I think Carolina is, is right there. As well. I hear all of this, and uh, I agree. It's going to be a tough division. I'm in this division. The Patriots, they have a stacked team, and, and – the Eagles, they've built a great team as well. Here's my thoughts. Last year, you know, I got beat by Cincinnati in the championship. But I, at last year, my team didn't have players who, outside of Christian McCaffrey, who were going to put up 20-plus a week. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, there were weeks where he was putting 25, 35. And outside of that, I, I didn't have anybody who – I didn't have a good quarterback. I had Mitch Trubusky and Sam Darnold. So I upgraded at quarterback, and uh, I lost McCorn in the trade with Kamara. And so um, I also added Todd Gurley. So I got better at the flex positions, and I lost talent at the wide receiver position as I'm now starting Judy and still have Chark. But my point is this. Um, is that my team has built more talent, and I think that my, my numbers are going to go up. But Derek, the owner of the Patriots, also owned, owns Drew Brees now. And so he has a better quarterback than he's had in the past, which is scary. If he declines like Andy Barnes is saying, then that could be good for me. But – we don't know if that's going to happen with Drew Brees. But currently, I think that I, ha I will be the winner. I think that I'll win the division. It's going to be close, but that's just my thoughts. 
Yeah, so uh, it's it's two and two. Let's go to Travis for the tiebreaker. Taking the East, uh, I actually got kind of a a little bit of a surprise. Uh, I got Philadelphia taking it, uh, formerly the Vikings. Um, I just think that they're kind of uh, kind of an under the radar team, and they're gonna they're gonna sneak in there and win the East division. A little tidbit here, real quick about the Eagles. They averaged 105 points per game last year but they had 96 points against them on average because they had to play New England and Carolina. So they missed the playoffs at six and seven because they got beat. Like they had high scoring games, but got beat by higher scores. So th- that could push them up the standings if they're not, you know, if they're playing their seated equals. All right. So the tie is not broken. Uh, Travis picking the Eagles to win. So as we move to the South Division, uh, just from our conversation already, I think this is going to be uh, an easy one for us. Uh, I, I go with the Dallas Cowboys in the South. I think uh, I really like the Rams, and we'll talk a little bit more about them here in a few minutes. I, I kind of see them as a dark horse or a sleeper team. Uh, but over the course of a 12-game regular season, I just don't think they're going to have a better record than the Cowboys. And I don't think anyone in that division is going to really be close. I think it's going to be a – three to four game division lead um, as, as they take down uh, the South crown again. What do you guys think? Uh, Andy, we'll start with you. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Um, there's really competition for them right now in the South. The Rams window doesn't really start until next year, I guess. I mean, they have Keenan Allen and Mike Evans and, you know, those rookie running backs. I just don't see them getting seven or eight wins this year with that Southern conference. So I think, yeah, Dallas is going to win the division and probably be the number one seed in the conference. Yeah, what do you think, Logan? Uh, I couldn't agree more that uh, Dallas is is the top team in the South. Um, I I do want to point out, though, that Dallas, really, for as star-studded as that starting lineup is, the depth leaves something to be desired. And, and you know, just an injury or two could really open things up um, not only in the division with the Rams and maybe the 49ers in there, Miami, um, but it could open things up in the conference as well. So I, I, I'm definitely still going to go Dallas, but anything can happen. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. And even in episode one when I was talking about the Cowboys, I, that is my one concern is, is the depth. And so when you're looking at just the talent on the field, they've got the best. But um, depth could really come back to bite them. Uh, just, it's really a, a, an injury game. It, it's just it, you're going to see how that pans out, um, and, and he's just got to stay, or he's just got to hope he he stays healthy. Uh, Travis, what do you think about the South? Um, for the South division, it's a no-brainer for me. So it's Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. Um, I I don't think I really need to explain anything else. Awesome, Brett. What about you? I'm with you, man. I think that the the Cowboys are no doubt favorites to win this division. But, I mean, the the Dolphins, they have talent. The 49ers have talent. The Lions are rebuilding. But the Rams, I love them. They have Miles Sanders, who could end up being a top five running back, could even be a top three running back. Just saying. He's that talented. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a solid quarterback. We've already mentioned through others, but Keenan Allen and Mike Evans. And then, of course, 
Edwards Hilaire, who played very well last night. We don't know what Jonathan Taylor is going to do this weekend, how much usage he's going to have this year. But if he is used well, I don't think you can count this team out. And we've already hinted with like Dallas that they don't have the best depth and they could be one injury away from um, falling. But then you look at the depth that the Rams have. They have on Johnson on their bench. They have Teddy Bridgewater, Michael Gallup, and Herndon, the tight end for New York Jets. They have so many players on their bench that are good. Yeah, Jordan has done uh, a good job with the Rams, for sure, to, to kind of move that franchise in the right direction. and They did well in the draft this year, that is for sure. What do you guys think about the West? I'll start with mine. I, I alluded to this earlier. I, I think um, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to take this division, and that may seem like a shocker because – I picked I you know I picked the Bengals as one of my top five teams heading into this season, uh, and this one for me, it comes down to strength of schedule. When you look at points against uh, projected, um, the Chiefs have the easiest schedule in the league, uh, and I think that will play to their favor. Um, the, their division is weak. The only thing they have to be in the division is head-to-head victories against the Bengals. And I think, honestly, with the schedule and strength of schedule compared, I think even if um, the Bengals uh, beat them, uh, I don't don't know. I think if the Bengals win twice, it's going to be hard to win that division. But I think they could lose to the Bengals and just split, and and they could still take the division with with, uh, their strength of schedule. You Look what the, the Chiefs have done. Matthew Stafford is just a fantasy. He's one of those guys that's kind of underappreciated in real life. And like, when you look at what he does in fantasy, um, because he's underappreciated in real life, uh, because their team is terrible. Uh, a lot of times the, the, the lions are not a, a solid football team, but, but his numbers are really good. And I think because he is undervalued because the team sucks, uh, a lot of times in fantasy, it kind of projects over that way. And people, kind of take Matthew Stafford for, for granted. I think he's going to be a good quarterback for uh, uh, for the Chiefs. And then you've got, you know, Devontae Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster, who just uh, a really solid wide receiver tandem. And, and the thing is, and I don't want to pick on this conference or this division, but, like, these names are not at the level as some of the other names we've talked about. Um, so we're talking about other star-studded lineups in the Northeast Conference. But in this division – this lineup can win, and this lineup can win this division for sure. Um, you got Evan Ingram at tight end, and we don't even know what he's going to be yet. I mean, like he's had some flashes. I mean, he could really be a solid tight end if they would utilize him. Um, and that'll be interesting with Jason Garrett as the new offensive coordinator in New York. Uh, he did well with uh, Jason Witten for many years, uh, utilizing the tight end in the offense until the end when – Witten was getting old and just started blocking. But the tight end, uh, I think, could be really big for them this year. So what do you think about the the West Division, Andy? You know, I agree with you. Man, Cincinnati these last two years, though, they're back-to-back defending champions. That's a huge target. But here's what I'm really looking at, and I think they have the hardest road to a division title across the league. Because besides the eight division games where they played two against Kansas City, which I think they split, by the way. Cincinnati also plays Dallas in Week 2, the Patriots in Week 6, Giants in Week 8, 
and Carolina in week 12. Ouch. For that reason, I don't think they win the division. I think Casey slides by because of the easier schedule. Yeah. Yeah, we're in the same boat there for sure. What do you think about the West, Logan? I agree 100% with everything that's already been said. And I think that it's almost purely based on schedule. But I also want to make one more point that, um, you know, I was just looking at things um, for Cincinnati and, and the assets that they still have. And, you know, maybe it'll come into play this year yet uh, before the trade deadline. I see that they still have four first-round picks for 2021 and two mm. in 2022 with $36 in cap. So if they decide, hey, I'm only a piece or two away, they definitely have the assets at their disposal to go out and get somebody and make, a, make uh, things turn around for themselves, I believe. Yeah, well, that, well done on your part for, for picking that. That's good analysis, man, because I, I, didn't, I didn't even think about that. But you're looking at this and it's going, man, Casey could, could slip by. Uh, but, man, we saw last year, we saw Michael is not afraid to uh, pull the trigger and make big trades at the deadline, and he did it last year, and it paid off for him. And if in real life, you know, there's one thing you don't do, and it's bet against Belichick, hey, you know, if, if a guy is winning, I'm not about to, to say that uh, Cincinnati is out of this just yet. So, Yeah, man. What do you think about the the West, Travis? Taking the West is also um, kind of a surprise, and it's one that uh, Trent praised uh, in episode one, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they're going to surprise the Bengals and take the West this year. Awesome. How about you, Brett? What do you think about the West? Well, I'm going to add to what Logan was saying a little bit ago. Yes, he does have those assets, but we can only attribute one of those championships to his ownership. I'm just saying under Mike, but I will say to his credit, I I believe that Cincinnati is going to win this division over Kansas city and Kansas city has built a good team and I love their, their future. We don't know what's going to play out as the deadline comes closer, but I wanted to just highlight a couple of players on his roster. Leonard Fournette. I love the talent. Of course, I picked Christian McCaffrey over Fournette, but I think that Fournette's going to take over that number one three down back role every day. I mean, every down back role in Tampa Bay. It's not going to be week one. It could be week three or four, but eventually he's going to take that spot. And um, we all know that the day's coming. Sorry, Ronald Jones. But I also, uh, you look and he has Joe Burrow in his lineup. And I don't know if that's something he plans on doing week to week, but it kind of makes me nervous. And if he's going with that young arm, then we don't know what's going to happen. He could lose some games that way, just trying to go with the rookie arm with all the hype. Yeah, I'll I'll have to ask him uh, in another interview because I really that was supposed to be a question I talked to him about, but we just ran out of time uh, in episode two. But I was going to ask him about that young quarterback situation if he was going to play it by ear, if he was going to uh, you know start with the the youngin and, and but he's got a great backup in Kirk Cousins. I mean, Kirk Cousins is 
a solid fantasy quarterback, and that's putting it lightly. So he does, um, and that's what I brought that up because you know Kirk Cousins is in a tough matchup against the Packers defense, who have a yeah. great front four, and either way you slice it, Burrow goes up against the Chargers, who have great corners and uh, Bosa. So I know it's a toss-up, but I'd rather go with the guy with experience but that's just me i'm not i'm not the champion of the league last year kirk cousins may be the guy with more experience um who's got the better wide receiving core you know would you rather go with aj green who's coming off all those injuries but still at one point aj green was tops of the league with tyler boyd and the speedster john ross or do you go with just adam Thielen with the unproven rookie there at wide receiver and Justin Jefferson, you know, well, it's, my, my only have, rebuttal, my only rebuttal to that one, Logan would just be like last night when I was watching the, the Texans, uh, when I saw how that game was going, I was worried about Deshaun Watson in my lineup because I'm like, this, this offense sucks right now. Uh, and still at the end of the night, he ended up with 20 fantasy points and he has nobody around him. Uh, Fuller is his best option in a receiver and, uh, and Johnson was running the ball well. So um, it, I think maybe even though uh, Burrow has the better assets, man, I would I'd almost go with the with the veteran there too. But he he honestly, Michael, if you're listening to this, I know you're listening to it. Just comment below and let us know your strategy here, man. Are you playing week to week with Burrow, or are you rolling with the young kid? Let's see what happens. There has to be something said about playing the quarterback receiver combo on your team, though. If the Bengals are playing from behind a lot and Burrow has to air it out. He's also got Tyler Boyd on his roster. That's true. So he gets those double, you know, that double point up. I mean, I won using Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. So yeah. there is something to be said about that. Well, there are picks for the division. Just real quick, in a nutshell, just kind of in one little segment, I want to hear from you guys who are your conference champions and then who wins the league championship, all kind of in one. You can give as much analysis into that as you want. Um, I'll start by just saying I think the Packers win uh, the Northeast Conference. Um, I, think, I think that if, if injuries uh, don't plague me, I think that Logan and I could face off in the Northeastern Conference Championship. I think not only are we going to be battling in the division, I think I'm going to have a chance to, to challenge him. But that's not just – that's not, um, not not going to be easy. You're talking about the Patriots. You're talking about the Panthers. Uh, the Eagles are most likely – they're going to be a playoff team because they're going to be a wild card team if they're not a, uh, if they're not the division champ. But you've got a lot of solid teams in that conference. But I think I get taken down in the Northeast Conference Championship to the, to the Packers – uh, and I think Dallas blows through the Southwest Conference bracket um, unless they just have bad luck, unless they just have a down week. But I think just <clears throat> all things considered, I still pick the Cowboys to, to get to the Southwest Conference. And then when we get to the championship, I really do think it all comes down to health. I think if, if all rosters are healthy, I pick the Cowboys to win. And I know that's really stupid to do a contingent uh, prediction, but – uh, I think if everyone's healthy in an even playing field with health, uh, I got to pick the Cowboys to win it over the uh, the Packers in the championship. But I think if any sort of injury is is plaguing the Cowboys, I just like and, and even if there's injuries on the Packers side, I love their depth. 
And I think the Packers uh, could win the championship. Uh, you know, it's not going to be a surprise either way. But I think those are my two favorite teams, and I pick Cowboys over Packers in uh, the championship. What about you, Andy? Uh, I wasn't far off from where you were at. I, I think Dallas has the easiest road to a championship as far as the playoff bracket goes. I mean, but think about this. The last time they made the last time they won the conference game was twenty fifteen when they made it to the Super Bowl against me. They've been there three times since then, with two of them since the expansion, but they haven't won a conference championship game since two thousand fifteen. And I think that it's get I think that they're gonna finally get that monkey off their back. That this is their year to do it. And in the Northeast Conference, I actually have Houston making it. I think that with the Week 13 bye stuff and possibly having Carolina, Philly, and New England all have concerns about players on bye in Wild Card Weekend, Houston doesn't have anybody on bye. They're starting a full, fresh team in Wild Card Weekend, and they can knock out one of these bigger teams. And I think that they'll end up being... Houston versus Dallas, just to kind of put the screws to you, Trent. Who are you going to root for, the Cowboys or yourself? Oh, I mean, that's a no-brainer, man. Logan, what are your thoughts on uh, conference champions and league champ? Yeah, I think um, I'm going to go with the same direction as everyone else has gone so far. Um, in the Southwest, I think there's no reason to pick anyone other than Dallas. And... Um, and I don't really see anyone com- even coming very close to them unless, you know, like, like we'd already said, injuries. Um, and in the Northeast, I do have the Packers making it to the championship. Um, however, in the championship, I would definitely uh, pick Dallas. I just, I just think that starting lineup has is, is got too much star power to it um, to overcome. Um, barring any kind of injuries. And I do think it would be a great matchup. The two don't match up in the regular season. Um, so it'd be, it'd be great to watch that. Yeah, let's, uh, let's circle back because, Andy, you said you're predicting Cowboys versus Texans, but I didn't hear your prediction. Who's, who's your league champ? Oh, I have, I have uh, Dallas winning it this year and getting that monkey off their back. Brett, what do you think about uh, conference champs and league champ? I'm going to be the guy that, you know, has to put money in the jar. If you're a new girl fan, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm rooting for myself. All right. Here's why. Here's why. So I might have some humble pie later, but I think I'm going to face up against the Packers in the Northeast Championship in advance. And then Mikey's going to have his usual playoff just collapse. And I will be crowned victor this year. Calling it, dude. I'll go get the jar right now, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'll mail you you five bucks. How about that? Okay. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, so you're you're saying Panthers or uh, Northeast Conference champ taking down the Southwestern Conference champion Cowboys? 
And Travis, who do you have for the conference champs and the Super Bowl champ? My conference championship, I have uh, Green Bay defeating Carolina. Um, this was really tough for me because Carolina is a great team also. Brett did a great job this offseason putting that team back together. But Green Bay did the same, and I just I think it's going to be their year in the, the Northeast Conference. Um, and then in the Southwest, I got uh, Dallas beating Cincinnati. Uh, it's kind of their their revenge for last year. Um, and then winning the whole thing, Dallas. I mean, the team's just too good. I, I don't really see anybody being able to uh, to take it from them this year. Awesome. Well, as we're about to sign off, we'll keep this uh, as short as possible uh, for time's sake, but as we're signing off, I just want to hear you you guys. I, I've kind of picked up on some vibes throughout the conversation. Uh, if you have any dark horse teams, uh, some some teams that are going to uh, really surprise some people this year, um, m- make sure to just kind of throw them out there now. You just let me know if you have anything. I, I'll start with uh, I think the Rams are, are a team uh, specifically um, that are interesting to me, but I'm really going to focus in on the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are my dark horse team. Because of how weak the Southwest Conference is, uh, I think that really the only thing they would have to pass would be the Cowboys. And so I think they're a team that if they can, and, and that's not you know diminishing the talent on the other rosters, what I'm saying is because of the weakness of conference and schedule, they really, if they can win their division, or even if they're a wildcard team, the, the, the one team that's like, uh, the Goliath of the conference is Dallas. And if they could take them down and get into a championship, anything could happen. Man. You know, I, I like the Rams this year. I said they might pick to possibly win the Phoenix, but I feel like Denver's my dark horse because with that Southwest conference, if you know Dallas and you know, Kansas city are making it, there's four wild card spots. And it's not a very strong conference. I feel like Denver's going to slide into the conference or in the wild card weekend and be able to take down Kansas City or Cincinnati in that first week and actually make a push deeper into the playoffs. Just looking at seeding, I feel like that's who they're going to end up facing is either Kansas City or Cincinnati, and um, they they have a chance to beat them. Man, I really like that pick. That's really cool. Uh, What do you think about uh, a dark horse team, Logan? Yeah, um, for my dark horse team, I'm going to go with San Francisco, the 49ers, uh, they've been really consistent over the years since Michael has taken over uh, that that squad. And I, I just think that the, it's a really underrated team. You know, uh, picked up Kenny Galladay this offseason, um, who is really a true wide receiver one in this league. Mark Ingram has been very steady and reliable. Um, he's got Zach Ertz. I just think that there's there's too many good pieces here that are just too consistent to really uh, to have him be forgotten about. And so I think that I, I know he's in the same division as Dallas, but I don't think uh, a wild card spot is very outlandish. And I, I'm, I'm not exactly positive, but I don't know that San Francisco has even missed the playoffs since, since Michael has uh, joined us as the GM there. So... So I'm not about to bet against him, and I'll say that he makes it in the playoffs again. I was actually looking at them in the same line with Denver because 
whoever comes into that wild card spot in the Southwest that isn't the eighth or sixth seed and doesn't have to face off against you know the best other team can easily take down and move forward whatever team they face against. So it could be San Fran or it can be Denver. They're both in that like possible spot. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned San Francisco, Logan, because I do think it's a team that just needs a little love. Like, I think them and the Dolphins, the Dolphins are just going to have a step back this year, but the, the Dolphins, um, the Dolphins remind me of the Giants this year. They're a team that's been so solid for the last couple of years, and they're just going to take a step back, and I don't know how long this little lull will last, if it's this season or two, or I think they'll be moving in kind of in a, more of a retool situation. Uh, so I'm giving the the, line, uh, the the Dolphins some love. But I think the team that really needed some love there was the, the 49ers because Michael has just done an excellent job since taking over expansion team. They just win every year. Just win, baby. That's his, his – because uh, I think he went undefeated the year before that, uh, not last year where uh, the Giants did it, but the year before that, I believe. Uh, he either went undefeated or okay. he set the that's what it was he set the longest win streak in the league uh, at, at the time and so he is just one since taking over and uh, yeah that team could surprise anybody he could make deals at the deadline make a push as a walk-car team it'd be great to see uh, go ahead one more note there about San Francisco is um, it's interesting because you don't see a lot of deals Going through there, you know, it, it's really just a steady um, ebb and flow that he's got going on there. Picks up a couple of guys during free agency, makes his draft picks, and that is what it is. And well, every year he's just doing that. Yeah, I mean, he's shown patience and he trusts his process, that's for sure. Brett, what do you think about a Dark Horse team? Okay, so – my dark horse team is the Tennessee Titans. And I know it makes no sense because they got Patrick Mahomes, they got Michael Thomas, and you, you look at that and you're like, okay. But then you compare that to your Texans, Trent, and your Packers, Logan. And, uh, yeah, y'all are the two favorites. But the Titans, they're, they're a great team, and they could – win your division too with just a couple of good weeks in the right weeks. Yeah. It, so, it helps. It helps our stock that me and Logan are the two people talking, <laughs> but yeah, dude, they, I'm, it's, it's, I'm just making a point, man. And the no, same that's thing what I'm saying. To me. It's crazy to look at that roster and call them like underdogs. I think, the, I think all three teams are a playoff team regardless. I think unless something disastrously goes wrong, these three teams are in the playoffs pretty easily um and so it's just really going to be a seeding especially in the expansion yeah i think if anything were to happen where um you know any of those three teams miss the playoffs i would i would say that that's almost like a snub out of the playoffs you know that team that didn't make it that um barring the right circumstances could have taken it all the way and not surprised anyone at all uh travis what do you think uh my dark horse is the it's also pains me to say, but uh, the Chicago Bears I think are kind of the dark horse this year. Watch out, you can easily see them uh, making some noise this season. All right, well, thank you guys so much for joining. Uh, it, it's been a great conversation, and thank you, listeners. Uh, man, 
thanks for staying on board with us for this whole time. If you made it this far, uh, you know, collect your prize as you uh, leave. Thanks for being patient with us. Hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, I'm looking forward to many conversations in the next couple weeks. This podcast is opening up all kinds of uh, doors and interviews and things like that. So be looking forward uh, to our Monday update. I'll be posting tomorrow. That's all from us. Good luck today, everybody.